Hello and welcome to a more perfect podcast. In this episode, we're going to be covering the one-year anniversary of our White House becoming a nursing home for our local dementia resident, Joe Biden. Joe Biden's first year in office has been such a complete failure. It's just unbelievable. I mean, like, I personally had very, very low expectations, but I didn't expect it to be this large of a disaster. I mean, Joe Biden has failed on so many fronts that it's just impossible to cover them all. This episode is just my personal lists. If you want more, then you can go to the source notes, and there is a litany of failures over there. Check it out if you want to, but this is Joe Biden's first year in office. I don't even know why I'm saying Joe Biden's first year in office, because we know we haven't had a president for over a year now. I mean, we're literally being ruled by whoever the unelected bureaucrats are that are taking care of Joe Biden's mental decline. But before I get into Joe Biden's failures, I gotta remind you guys that I am sponsored by something that, unlike Joe Biden, is trustworthy, and that is Surfshark VPN. Surfshark VPN is the most reliable and secure VPN in the business. Seriously, I use Surfshark VPN myself, and every single time I have to do something that's a little bit sensitive on a unsecured Wi-Fi network, maybe at an airport, maybe in a coffee shop, I connect to Surfshark VPN, and I know that all my sensitive information is protected with Surfshark VPN, securing my connection. But that's not even all I use Surfshark VPN for. In fact, most of the time, I'm using it to watch Netflix in other countries. That's right, Surfshark VPN allows you to access shows that you wouldn't otherwise be able to watch. If you're just watching the US edition of Netflix, you are missing out big time because there is a huge list of shows that aren't even available in the United States that are available all around the world that we just can't access here for God knows what reason. But with Surfshark VPN, you can watch those shows. Surfshark VPN and Netflix are the bomb. So what are you waiting for? Secure your internet and expand your Netflix library today with the special link in my podcast description where you can get 81% off of Surfshark VPN. Support me just like Kamal Harris supported the lawlessness and rioting in 2020 by purchasing Surfshark VPN at a 81% discount with the link in my podcast description. So one of the most important things for the Biden administration thus far has been the COVID-19 pandemic. It is the context by which Biden wants to justify his quote-unquote scientific and totally corrupt tyranny and the trampling of our freedoms, and it is the state in which Democrats wish us to remain under for the rest of time, because how else would they justify their crazy policies? The management of COVID-19 has also been one of Joe Biden's largest failures, despite all of his rhetoric before and after taking office. This dude is just a joke, and he shouldn't even be president by his own standards. While he was on the campaign trail, failing miserably, he said this at one of the presidential debates. 220,000 Americans dead. If you hear nothing else I say tonight, hear this. Anyone who's responsible for not taking control, in fact, not saying I'm, I take no responsibility initially, anyone who's responsible for that many deaths 
should not remain as president of the United States of America. Well, I guess our local Alzheimer's president should excuse himself from office because as of January 19th, 2022, 443,612 Americans have died with COVID-19, well exceeding the 220,000 that Joe Biden set the bar at. So, Joe, it's time to go. Will Joe excuse himself from office? No, of course he won't. He's a liar and he's a hypocrite. And by the way, when I criticize Biden for COVID-19, I am fully cognizant that he is not responsible for COVID-19. He did not cause COVID-19. All the same things that I said about Donald Trump apply here. But what I do hold him accountable for is the fact that he was given all of these resources and he pledged to the American people that he would end this virus, that he would substantially reduce it. Even if we were having like 100,000 deaths, maybe, a significant reduction from Trump's era, I would have given him credit for it. Seriously, because that would have been an improvement. But instead, we've seen a drastic worsening of the situation. But the truth is that Joe Biden has not kept his promises, and I'm going to hold him accountable for the way that he has managed the COVID-19 pandemic. Again, not for the existence of it, but the management of the COVID-19 pandemic is just straight-up government policy, so that is definitely something that we can all hold Joe Biden accountable for. And Joe Biden's policies have absolutely sucked. We have a super, super contagious variant, which is just spreading throughout the United States at a very rapid pace, and Joe Biden is just admitting defeat in the face of all this. He's just surrendering. Not that I want Joe Biden's White House to do anything else on COVID. I think I've seen enough COVID policy for my entire lifetime. But nonetheless, on December 27th, 2021, Joe Biden broke his promise to stop the virus or shut down the virus or, I don't know, dudes told like a million lies. I, I have so much trouble keeping track of them. Anyway, on December 27th, 2021, Biden admitted defeat. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. So hopefully that makes it clear to all the five people that still support Joe Biden that he really had no plan all along. And maybe, just maybe, it'll serve as a wake-up call to some of the people that said Trump was wrong to put the responsibility for COVID-19 back on the individual states themselves instead of using the coercive power of the federal government. Something that I credited Trump for way back when. And Joe Biden also pledged to not mandate vaccines back on December 4th of 2020. And yet, less than a year later, Joe Biden imposed a unconstitutional federal vaccine mandate and he threatened any American who refused to comply and told him that they should be prepared to pay. How's that for tyrannical? But you know, I guess this is just what we should grow to expect from our democratic scientific tyranny. And maybe another thing that we should grow to expect is a shortage of information on how this pandemic started, because maybe you didn't know this, but one of the very first actions of the Biden administration was to shut down President Trump's investigation into the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which they now think is where COVID-19 escaped from due to the Chinese communists' incompetent viral containment policies. But shortages of 
Information as to the origins of COVID shouldn't be the only failure we should expect from this incompetent administration. There are now widespread shortages of what's called monoclonal antibodies, which according to my research, are one of the most effective treatments for seriously ill patients of COVID-19. Although, I'd have to caution you to consult with your doctor before doing anything. But seriously, there is a shortage of a life-saving treatment for COVID-19. This is just unacceptable. Joe Biden is failing to bring through new antibody treatments as well to confront all these new variants that are spreading around the United States. It's just a complete disaster. And Joe Biden has failed in so many other things. So I don't want to spend the entire episode on COVID. So I think I'm going to get away from Joe Biden's COVID failures. I just wanted to start it off with COVID because that's the most important thing to Joe Biden's presidency is COVID-19. So I figured that I'd just put it right out there in front. Before I get on to the next category of Joe Biden's failures, I really want to say something quickly about the nature of resistance to Joe Biden. I've been seeing a lot of right-wing accounts and commentators really just constantly pointing out the hypocrisy of the Democratic Party. Joe Biden will say one thing, for instance, about not mandating vaccines, and then he will do another thing. He'll mandate vaccines less than a year later, for instance. They're always pointing out this hypocrisy, but what people need to start understanding is that Leftists like Joe Biden and the modern Democratic leadership do not care about hypocrisy. You see, the left is what's called objective-based. And what does that mean? Well, it means that whatever advances their objective is the right thing to do. So if it involves being a hypocrite, then it involves being a hypocrite. What is their objective? Their objective is to increase the power of the state and decrease individual liberty. A perfect example of this is when the Biden administration claimed, claimed to not be using the IRS to monitor Americans' personal financial transactions in their personal bank accounts, and then in their fiscal year 2022 revenue proposals, proposing to do just that. And I quote, this proposal would create a comprehensive financial account information reporting regime. Financial institutions would report data from financial accounts in an information return. And then it says this requirement would apply to all business and personal accounts from financial institutions. Yes, they did. And yes, they are hypocrites. But this is not the point. The point, again, is to increase the power of the state and to decrease the individual liberty of everyday Americans. And speaking of everyday Americans, Joe Biden has totally failed the average blue-collar worker in the United States. I mean, seriously, this is a catastrophe. Inflation is up to the highest levels in nearly 40 years, which decimates the wages and the incomes of everyday hardworking Americans. The, your paycheck at work can't buy as much anymore because, as you've probably noticed, the prices are going up on everything, especially gas, which has risen nearly 50% from a year ago. And it's way higher than a year before that, just in case you want to excuse it because of the decreased demand during COVID-19 when nobody was traveling. Gas prices are extremely high right now. 
and it's not showing any signs of getting better. In fact, when it does get better, it's only, well, not for the best of reasons, because in case you didn't know, Joe Biden to temporarily lower, and it really didn't do anything, but maybe it lowered the gas prices in some parts of the country. He um, he sold what's called sour crude, which is just a type of, basically a type of oil that we that we drill for, but we can't really use since it's too polluted. It's it's got shale content in it. I'm I'm, I'm gonna link something on it. I'm not here to explain sour crude, but basically he sold part of our strategic oil reserves to China and India because they can use those because they don't have the regulations that we do. So he basically sold America out for temporary political gain. I'm not even kidding. There's a whole story behind it. I will link it in the source notes. But seriously, gas prices are rising. The inflation is just off the charts. This is, this is a disaster for the average American. And the average American is also being threatened in their homes if you live in Arizona, if you live in Texas, all the border states, because our southern border is just completely gone. Joe Biden stopped the wall. He stopped the wall. One of the first things he did was the most idiotic thing, which is he stopped the great, amazing wall on our southern border. Like, if if you know me, and I've said it before on this podcast, the wall was one of my favorite things that ever happened in politics, okay? Like, I, I literally started supporting Trump, like, like, from the beginning, okay? Because of the wall. I mean, it, it's so good. It's just so good. But, you know, the wall was a important thing, kind of philosophically, too. Because if you think about it, it, it just comes down to a very simple principle, you know? A nation without borders is not sovereign, okay? A, a nation without borders isn't, isn't a nation. It's, it's not a country. Those borders matter. It doesn't mean that we view the people on the other side as any different, but there comes a time where we have to take care of our own and we have to take sovereignty of our own country. And that's what, that's really one of the big reasons that I supported the wall, because it really is a statement that our systems should be respected and that the world cannot just exploit us anymore and they can't just run roughshod over our back door and skip over the amazing people that actually do wait in line, that actually do go through all the systems and all the immigration customs and all that stuff for years and years and years. It's a very long, arduous process. I know a lot of people personally that have done it, and it's not easy. But seriously, our country deserves to be protected, and the wall was a amazing amazing way of protecting our southern border against the drug traffickers and really i mean since the drug traffickers are really like a weird variable to quantify because you do not know how many you haven't caught really it's the exploiters just just the people that are exploiting our southern border in order to get into this country i mean it is it's it's just criminal the things that go on down there absolutely criminal. I've been talking about it since I started this podcast, and my opinion has not changed there. So, I think I'm going to leave the southern border there. Just, Joe Biden's just been terrible, terrible about the southern border. I, I mean, it doesn't even exist anymore. Okay, just one more thing about the southern border. A- apart from the wall, Joe Biden's told ICE to stand down. Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, they don't do their job anymore. The, the relaxed standards 
the rule bending, all of this stuff. I mean, seriously, you look into it, it's incredible. You, you would almost think that this guy is intentionally trying to sabotage the United States. That's how bad Joe Biden's leadership has been as far as the, as far as enforcing the law. Speaking of the law, though, seriously, one of the most controversial things that Biden has done in office actually came very, very early on. I mean, I, I think it was, I think it was actually day one. Um, it was January 20th, 2021. So that would have been a year ago now. Joe Biden signed a, basically what amounts to a gender discrimination order. He unleveled unleveled the playing field for women. He allowed transgender women to participate in women's sports leagues. I mean, it's just ridiculous, okay? This is just totally unfair for the women who've worked very, very hard to be in their sport, and they've probably trained all their lives for it, and now they're just going to be trampled over by some dude who thinks he's a girl. Like, seriously, it's it's ridiculous. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I'm, I'm going to link stuff on that in the source notes. You should check it out. It's, I, I, I think this is going to be, as far as Joe Biden and this transgender sports thing, I, I think it's going to be a huge issue for at least a few years to come. Seriously, I, I really think that if, if Republicans run on these, on these cultural issues, right? For instance, trans, trans women in sports or the especially the critical race theory in schools seriously i mean this is a these are winning issues these are winning issues so if you're listening to this on the off chance maybe you're running run on those issues people care about those issues just some other things off the top of my head um that are seriously more winning issues just absolute failures of Biden. obviously afghanistan is a huge one um there's still americans over in afghanistan and my heart really goes out to them. I mean, seriously, Joe Biden just left them there, okay? I have not forgotten. I have not forgotten what happened. That's a calamity that we're going to see the blowback from for years, years to come. And I, I, said, on my, I said on my last episode, what I think is going to happen is that China's going to go in there, purchase our technology, and then take it back home to China, and then reverse engineer it. And then we, we've got our own arch enemy in possession of our latest technology. And they're going to reverse engineer it. And they're going to figure out how to, you know, destroy it. Or maybe make replicas of their own. Oh my gosh. It, it's a disaster. Like, like I, I, do, I do not need to tell you guys how disastrous China having our technology. Our military technology is. Again, that's just... A little speculation about what's going to happen in the future. I, I do have my reasons for believing that. I mean, I, I did, and, and I will um, link the reasons for believing that in the source notes. So Afghanistan, just as far as foreign policy goes, completely, completely ridiculous. Another thing as far as foreign policy is, in my opinion, we shouldn't be going to the Olympics at all. A, a, a so-called diplomatic boycott, which is just when the officials don't go, that's not enough. China is literally doing a genocide over there. This is one of the most awful, totalitarian, just straight-up disgusting regimes on the planet. The more China grows, the more liberty dies. You got fake snow, but you got a real genocide. I certainly won't be watching the Olympics this year. So, foreign policy, awful. Awful. F. 
zero stars. Now, and just in case all that wasn't radical enough for you, I want to get into something that I've actually wanted to talk about for a while now, and that is people say that Joe Biden is a moderate. There's some people out there that believe he's a moderate, if you can believe that. Well, some of the priorities of presidential administrations can always be seen via the people that they nominate to office. And I want to end with highlighting two people that Joe Biden has nominated to office and they've either been rejected by the advice and consent, you know, like the Senate has to run these people through and they have to, you know, question them and do all that stuff. It's, It's a whole process for presidential appointees. It's one of our great checks and balances that we have in this country. Well, Joe Biden has nominated some incredibly, incredibly radical people. For instance, David Chipman was nominated to lead the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, everybody's favorite government agency. Well, David Chipman is an idiot. David Chipman is seriously radical. He clocked in 25 years at the ATF, and he was a senior advisor for an anti-gun group named Giffords, and he was formerly on the um, the council, the advisory council for a gun control group called Every Town for Gun Safety. They call it gun safety. It's really gun control. Um, he said during the Senate hearings he supports a ban on AR-15s, uh, uh, just a total ban on it. Um, he fought for handgun licensing. You have to register your handgun with the federal government, um, which is all, which is already a thing, but you know, just just expanding this government oversight of your Second Amendment and uh, universal background checks. So that's like we already have universal background checks, but it's just cranking the sensitivity through the roof. I'm gonna I'm gonna do more on that in the future. But basically, this dude was a gun control nut, and Biden nominated him. So there you can see the priorities of his administration. Just boiled down to a bumper sticker, Biden wants to take your guns. Another radical appointee of Joe Biden is the Associate Attorney General of the United States named Vanita Gupta. So Vanita Gupta is an interesting person. Big story about her is that she wants to end the use of police in the school system as a solution to school discipline. If you've listened to my podcast in the past, you know how that goes. The uh, new disciplinary policies by the progressive left are, uh, well, let's just say they have some unintended consequences and leave it at that. Seriously, the priorities of this radical administration couldn't be more clear. I'm going to link more radical Biden appointees in the source notes if you want to check them out. It's, it, th- th- this, this entire administration is a absolute nightmare. But, you know, I don't want to end this episode just on a bad note, you know. Like, this whole episode has just been railing against Biden, and and I get that. I get that. You know, it's just, there's a lot of bad things to say, but the good news is that you can do something about it. There is an election this year. There's midterm elections, and the opposing party, the Republicans, can take back the Senate. They can take back the House, and we can we can start fighting back, really fighting back against Joe Biden. We can call these people in. We can call Vanita Gupta in. We can, we can subpoena her. We can 
talk to we can force her to answer questions you know th- like like all these powers if we take the senate back if we take the house back would come into our control so seriously you can do something you can do something in november vote republican in november like this is an election year this is a big one this is a really big one joe biden's failed you the democratic party's failed you and um once again remember to support this podcast there's a very, very special deal going on right now. 81% off of Surfshark VPN. Seriously, with all the radical stuff that this administration is doing, it's only a matter of time before they want to see more of what you're doing on the internet. So you got to get Surfshark VPN right now before they do so. Because Surfshark VPN is the best VPN out there. It's fast and it protects you and you can get a great deal of 81% off in the podcast description. Support the show. Once again, 81% off of Surfshark VPN. Um, also, I say this every single episode, but please, please tell your friends and family about this podcast. I really need it. I can't spread it through Instagram. I, I can't spread it through Twitter. I can't spread it through any social media anymore um, because the algorithm has deemed me public enemy number one. You can actually follow me now at The Amp Show on Instagram, and then you can follow that page to my personal page where I post all my updates. Um, I'm going to have it in the uh, podcast description. If you want to follow me on Instagram, keep up with the show, hey, by all means, follow me. You probably won't see my posts anyway, though, because, well, the algorithm shadow bans me all the time, but, you know, it's worth a shot. If you want to follow me there, it'll be in the podcast description. Other than that, I think that's about it for me. As usual, have... A more perfect day.